Welcome, church. How you guys doing? <clears throat> you can do better than that. How you guys doing? Woo! You guys ready for first Sunday of 2022? Who is expectant this morning? Who's expectant online this morning? Man, the start of a brand new year. It's that spirit of fresh expectation for a fresh vision. Hopeful anticipation of, Lord, what is the good that you have for me this year? Scripture says that God crowns the year with his goodness. Lord, what is it that you have for us this morning? We're at the first Sunday of a new year. We're at the first Sunday of a new series called Exponential. <clears throat> and our prayer this series is that all of our hearts would be filled with fresh vision and fresh expectation for the year ahead. You know, the last couple years have been pretty wild. You know, we went into 2020, and we went into, when COVID hit, all of us went into survival mode. I remember distinctly summer 2020 taking um, my dry erase, <clears throat> dry, dry, I don't know, the whiteboard thing, and I took the dry erase marker and just cleared off everything on the calendar. You know, weddings were canceled, and Camps for the kids were canceled, and all of the stuff was canceled, and we all started living in survival mode, living week to week, reactionarily. <clears throat> you know, 2020, there were stops and goes and plan and then cancel, and, and we were living in survival mode. And then last year, 2021, we kind of started to get into a bit of rhythm, Right? kind of started to get back into a new normal, like our behavior and our patterns started to change a little bit. But I think if we're honest, our heart was still a bit reserved, still a little bit in survival mode, like, you know, <clears throat> the media is throwing around this world, this word that it's not a pandemic anymore, but it's a endemic, like COVID's always going to be here, so we're going to have to figure out how to survive with it or how to live with it. And and so <clears throat> while we're kind of going back to life is normal, our heart and our expectation and our dreams are still a little guarded. But honestly, I think if we look back over the last couple of years, all of us have had big ways and small ways that even in the midst of a pandemic, God has been faithful. God has been good. God doesn't stop being God and God doesn't stop being faithful because of a pandemic. We think of our life before COVID, the way that we date things now. Um, you know, you can, a lot of you guys can honestly say, I'm in a better place than I was. I have learned how to prioritize better. Maybe even in the midst of the pandemic, your career or your business has boomed. Maybe in the midst of COVID, your life has become better than it was before because God doesn't stop being God even in the midst of chaos. But here we are on the first Sunday of 2020, and our heart is to encourage and stir all of us, 2022, <laughs> um, to dream again. Dream again. You know, most of us have moved on in behavior and motion, but I don't think all of us have fully recovered in heart. Holding out, because there's been, while God has been faithful and there's been so much good that has happened, there has been so much loss. And there's been anger and there's been confusion and there's been disruption. And, and I think many of us, if we're honest, our heart is a little guarded. Like, what if another variant comes out? Or, or what does this all mean? And the future is still so unknown. So 
Should I really dream big with God again because I don't know what's coming next? COVID has turned many of our hearts into survival mode, and I think there's many of us here this morning in person, many online, that our heart hasn't fully clicked out of survival mode yet. Our heart and prayer is that this series would lift the lid on that, to maybe for some of you to dream big with God for the first time, or many, or many of us to dream big with God again without limits, without bounds, without restraints. This morning I'm on mission to stir all of our faith to dream big with God again. Let's pray. Lord, we love you so much. And Lord, we have expectation, but maybe if we're honest, even a little bit of hesitation going into a new year that starts with the same two zero. Lord, I pray this morning that our heart would be stirred, our faith would be stirred to dream big with you again. Because across the ages, your people have always flourished regardless of what the economy says, regardless of what health pandemic might be going on. You are still God and you are still faithful. Lord, stir our heart with faith. Give us courage to dream big with you again. And Jesus, man. Let's take a look at the foundational scripture for this series. It's found in um, Ephesians 3, 20 through, verse 20 through 21. A scripture maybe many of you guys are familiar with, but we're going to really dive deep in it today. It says, <clears throat> Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. And I don't care how many times you read that scripture. Every time I read that scripture, my faith is stirred. There's so much to chew on in this scripture. The scripture is saying God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think other translations say or even imagine according to the power that's at work within us for what purpose? For his glory in the church. Not just for us, but for generations and generations to come forever and ever. And if we look at the context of when the Holy Spirit penned this scripture, the Holy Spirit moved through the Apostle Paul to write the book of Ephesians, which was um, initially, you know, there's so many layers in scripture. The initial purpose of this scripture was to encourage the church in Ephesus. But then it was a, a word from the Lord that got passed around to all the churches um, in the early church days, and then it's continuing to minister to us by the Holy Spirit today. But when the Apostle Paul wrote this faith-filled statement, he was in prison in Rome. And he's saying, God is able to do far above more than what you can ask, think, or imagine, as he's sitting in a Roman prison. And the earlier parts of the book of Ephesians is this beautiful letter to, to us as believers and to the church of Ephesus at that time, talking, talking in great lengths of this call that we all have on our life from God, in great lengths about the, the deep riches that we have in Christ. And the book of Ephesians is layered with prayer after prayer. You, we're, you know, we're about to go into 21 days of prayer and fasting. The book of Ephesians is a great book to read because there are scriptures that you can actually pray out that the Holy Spirit led the Apostle Paul to write and pray for the, um, 
church in Ephesus. And so we get this scripture, Ephesians 3, 20 through 21, that we just read. And the context is, is that this statement of praise or doxology about who God is comes at the end of one of his prayers. And so for context this morning, I'm going to go ahead and read the prayer that's above what we just read. Um, and then we'll really dial into Ephesians 3, 20. And as we read this scripture together, we're also going to pray it together because it's a prayer. And so let's take a look at this scripture. It starts in Ephesians 3, verse 14 through 19. It says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that God would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in your inner man. So Lord, we just come to you right now and our Father in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we ask as the scripture says that you would strengthen us with might by your spirit in our inner man, in the inner center core of who we are. Holy Spirit, bring us strength goes on to say that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And Lord, we just thank you, Jesus, that you dwell in our hearts. Lord, may our hearts be a a warm, cozy place for your presence to dwell. Christ, be full in our heart. And that we might be rooted and grounded in love. Lord, build deep roots of love in our life. Help every area of our life. Every word that we say, every action that we make, be infused with your love. And may we be able to comprehend with all the saints, with all believers, what is the width, the length, the depth, in the height, to know the love of Christ with patches, all understanding. And so, Lord, we ask, Lord, that you would give us fresh revelation on all of the different angles and dimensions and depth and height and width and all the revelation of the greatness of the love that you have for us individually, which passes knowledge Lord, help us experience it because this love is so far beyond even knowledge. That you may be filled with the fullness of God. And so we pray, Lord, that you would fill us with the fullness of God. Lord, whatever we're full with this morning, if it's not you, Lord, make it be you. We want to be filled with the fullness of God. And then it closes, that prayer closes with the scripture we just read which is Ephesians 3, 20 through 21. It says, Now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think or imagine, according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Jesus Christ to all generations forever and ever. Amen. That's a good prayer, isn't it? Like, you might be like, I don't really know how to pray good prayers. Just start reading that prayer, and and that's fire, right? And so this is the context of the scripture. So we're going to dial into this one scripture all morning. We're going to zoom into the first portion of the scripture that says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask, think, or imagine. What does that mean for us this morning? I want to encourage you. That means that God has things for your life that you haven't tapped into yet. God has things for your life that you haven't tapped into yet. That scripture is telling us 
that God is able to do more than we're even imagining, imagining, let alone experiencing. There's untapped vision, untapped calling, untapped resources, untapped experiences with God that we have yet to experience. God's trying to get our attention this morning. That, that phrase, super abundantly above. If you look at the Greek and you study it out, Bible scholars agree. Like there's just, the reason they use that phrase because there's not a good word to describe how far above our thinking God is able and willing and eager to move in our life. Like, instead of saying, like, God is way, 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 way bigger than you can ever imagine, they used more, like, intellectual phrase, like, super abundantly above. It just means, like, there's no way for us to measure or calculate or computate or give earthly language to how far above God's ways are than ours, how far greater God is able to move in our life. Other translations try to give language to what the Spirit's saying in this verse. In the New Living Translation, it says, infinitely more. God is able to do infinitely more than we can ask, think, or imagine. The Amplified Classic says, super abundantly, far over and above all. Just trying to catch how much more God has for us. It's way Way, 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 way above our human thinking right now. Like it's on a different jet stream. It's on a different wavelength. It's in a different realm than we're picturing. And this morning, I hope that as we're talking, you're experiencing a little bit of spiritual FOMO. Like God's got stuff for me and I'm not experiencing it. FOMO. Fear of missing out. Like when you see someone doing something fun on social media and you're like, I wish I was doing that. That's FOMO. As we read this scripture, I hope we have spiritual FOMO. Like what, there's things with my name on it in heaven that God has for me that I'm not experiencing? I think that's good. I hope that's what we experienced this morning. And when God is saying that there's so much more, it makes me think of my son Ezra, who's five, and it makes me think of his, his eating patterns. He lives off of chicken nuggets, peanut butter and jelly, and hummus and pretzels, and pizza. Pizza, too. Pizza's a big one. Pizza's like 50% of his pie chart. <clears throat> um, and so, you know, we try to explain to him, honey, there's far more things that you could experience in the realm of food. Like, there's taste that your taste buds could experience that you can't even imagine right now. And he's like, no, but I love my dino nuggets. Can I have some more dino nuggets? I just want dino nuggets or peanut butter and jelly for lunch. And, I'm, and it's in the same way that God's like, no, I know, it's fine. Your dino nuggets are fine. Your PB&J is fine. But there's far more. He only knows what the experience of hummus and pretzel tastes like. And I'm like, honey, but there's like chicken shawarma and tabbouleh and fatouche and hummus and grilled veggies and, and rice. And then you can have the dessert with the baklava and the tea. There's 
far more than just hummus and pretzels. And so, I mean, and God's, it's even more of a distance with what we're talking about with God. And so God's like, hey, I know you and me love our dino nuggets. I know we love our peanut butter and jelly, but God is saying there's so much more than I, that I have for you today in this year. You know, and this morning as I'm talking about this topic, of course, there's areas in our financial life that God has more for. Of course, there's untapped God potential in our resources. God is the God who owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He is El Shaddai. There's no limit to his resources. Yes, that's part of it. But I'm talking about every area of life. Your health, far above what, God, what you could ask, think, or imagine. God's plan for um, your family, for your marriage, for your kids, for your future spouse, for your future family that you desire, for your parents and all the different people that have a, a, a place in your heart. God has so much more for them and for you. I'm talking about your mental health. I'm talking about the breaking of addictions and strongholds, the freedom that God has for you is even more than you can ask, think, or imagine right now. I'm talking about the depths of our experience with God and how deeply we can know him and experience him and be filled with the fullness of him. There's so much more. God says, get my infinite perspective on things. Get my unlimited resources vantage point. Get in tune with my ways, which are higher and holier than your ways. Get aware of my generational beyond the constructs of time perspective. And God's saying, whether you're young or old, dream again, dream bigger. And then when you think it's big, dream bigger again. And maybe there's some of you that are on the younger range of age and you think, yeah, I know, but I don't have the resources or I don't have the training for God to do that in my life. And God's saying, dream bigger. And maybe you're here and you're on the older range of the time spectrum, on the age spectrum, and you're like, yeah, but I don't have time for God to do something really big. And God's saying, dream bigger. Amen. Throughout time, God's been trying to expand his people's imagination to catch his vision. It's bigger than we can imagine. You know, uh, God comes to Abraham and verbally tells him, casts big vision for what he wants to do through his life. He says, hey, Abraham, I'm going to bless the socks off your family. And all of the families of the world are going to be blessed through your family says that verbally to Abraham, and the numerous years later, he tells Abraham experientially in Genesis 13, 14 through 15, and then again in verse 17, it says this, and the Lord said to Abram, which was later um, changed to Abraham after Lot had separated from him, he said to Abraham, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are northward, southward, eastward, and westward for all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. Arise, walk through the land in its length and width, for I give it to you. Isn't that beautiful imagery? I love that God did that. He didn't have to do that. But he's saying the same thing to us this morning. Lift up your eyes. 
Arise, lift up your eyes, look onto the hills where your help comes from, right? See the big vision I have for you. Walk through it a bit. Maybe it's, it is actual land, but probably more than likely, it's God saying, hey, through the eyes of faith, walk through the land. Get a feel for what it would feel like to live in that land. I don't know what it is for you, but maybe it seems impossible that your marriage would be restored. God's saying, lift up your eyes and look in the land of a fully restored marriage. Get a feel for what that would look like. Maybe there's something in your life that you wish wasn't in your life, and it's a stronghold or a habit or an addiction. God's saying, hey, today I want you to just lift up your eyes and just walk through the land of what it would look like to be totally free from this. Like for the temptation to not even be appealing anymore, for you to have total breakthrough, total transformation. What would it look like? God's saying, lift up your eyes. Maybe a desire of your heart is fill in the blank. So many things I could say, right? Your kids living for the Lord. You being financially blessed to bless others and advance God's kingdom through financial resources. Maybe a desire of your heart is to be used by God in some kind of ministry or community service thing. And God's saying, just dream bigger and just walk through it. What would that look like? What would that feel like for your life to be in that spot? What would it look like and feel like to have the deepest desire of your heart fulfilled, like to the max of what that desire is? What would it look like? Maybe you're single this morning and God's saying, just I want you to picture what a godly dating relationship could look like. I want you to picture what a lush marriage where I'm at the center could look like and the legacy of your kids. I just want you to just look at the land. God tells Abraham, just look at it. Just walk through it. Just get a feel for this super abundant vision that I have for your life. Just get used to it before you actually own it. Amen. Then God comes to the Israelites again later on. <clears throat> They're in Babylonian captivity. They're not in their homeland that God promised to them anymore because of disobedience. And they had been living in Babylon, and they're coming back, and God is speaking fresh vision to them. In Isaiah 54, verse 2, God comes to them and says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes, for you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. So we're coming out of it. We're not coming out of, I mean, I mean, kind of captivity. <laughs> I mean, when we were quarantined, it was a little bit of captivity. Um, we're coming out of a similar season, not nearly as extreme as the Babylonian captivity, but we're coming out of a similar mentality and season as the Israelites in this, in this moment. And God, again, gives them a word picture and says, hey, I don't know if you're planning on small tents, but start visualizing big tents. I don't know what you're visualizing right now, but I want you, he says, enlarge the place of your tent. I want it bigger than what you're picturing right now. I want it stretched out further, capacity to hold more. I want length and cords and strength and stakes. I want this to be a generational thing. I want this to live on further than you. It needs to be stronger. 
God's giving them this mental picture of what it would look like. And, you know, I think he's telling us this morning, I need you to expand what you're thinking right now. I need you to expand your imagination. I need you to stretch out your expectation, lengthen your cords, and deepen your stakes of what I could do in your life. Because once we get to the highest point of our imagination of what God could do, God's saying, I can still do more. I can still do more than that, and I still want to do more than that. You know, I love this time of year so much because we're gearing up for 21 days of prayer and fasting as a church that we do annually at this time of year. And it's such a special season as we all collectively, you know, hopefully we're all collectively always praying and reading the Bible, but there's a, a special emphasis on it this month. So next Tuesday, January 10th, we'll start 21 days of prayer and fasting as a church. And I have so much expectation that as we come to God with greater intensity, when we limit the distraction that caused to fog out his voice in our life, we fast from things, that God is going to show us individually and collectively the exponential that he has, the far above and beyond, more than we can ask, think, or imagine that he has for us. It comes from him. It comes from his vision for our life, right? So we're going to keep stirring up our faith on this topic, but I want to talk also about the second part of this scripture. It says in Ephesians 3.20, so it says, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly, far above more than we ask, think, or imagine, comma, according to the power that works in us. And then again, it goes on to say, to him be the glory in the church by Jesus Christ to all generations forever and ever. Amen. This small little phrase in here is packed with so much power. So he casts this big, God casts this big vision of, I'm able to do so much more, so much more than you're imagining right now, even as you're praying at the end of this prayer in in Ephesians. And so our our faith is built, our faith is lit. I've got a a hair in my eye. Um, And then he says, this big, vast thing that I want you to catch And then he says, and it's according to the power that works within you. And so what is that scripture telling us? It's saying that the power for the superabundant comes from within us. God casts this big vision, then he chucks the ball in our court, and he says, the ball's in your court. And I'm not talking about some new age manifesting thing about, I'm talking about the, the power and the presence of God that lives within us. That is what makes this whole thing happen, the literal power of God within us. And and yes, God is sovereign, and God can do anything with anyone at any time that he so pleases. He's got the trump card, you know, like playing Uno a lot over Christmas break. I don't care what color is going around the circle. If you've got the wild card, you can change the whole thing. God's got the wild card. He's got the trump card. He can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, with whoever he wants, in whatever timeline he wants. Yes, that is true. But he has chosen to co-labor and work with us. He has chosen for it to be a both and. He's chosen for it to be his power within us. He's chosen for us to be on his team, for us to work with him. He did not say that he's able to do super abundantly above all that we ask, think, or imagine according to his sovereign ways. That would be a true statement. But this is also a true statement. 
He is able to do super abundantly above all that we ask, think, or imagine according to his power at work within us. What does that word according to mean? If you look at the original Greek, it's a phrase that means the same thing as some of these phrases. Just to, what does that mean according to? It means through the power. God's able to do super abundantly more than we ask, think, or imagine according to the power at work within us. It's the linking, it's the linking phrase. This plus this equals the result of it actually being in our life. Through the power, on account of the power that works within us, from the power, in consequence of the power, by virtue of the power that works within us, because of the power that works within us. This is so wild because God is calling out greatness in the scripture, saying, there's more, I've got so much more. And you've got the power within you by my spirit for it to be a reality in your life. Colossians 2.29 uses similar language. Colossians 1.29 says, To this end I also labor, striving according to his working, which he works in me mightily. Both together. His working, his power, through and within us. It's God's power and his working, but he chooses to do it through us. He chooses to do it through a yielded vessel. He chooses to do it through a yielded life and heart and mind. And so you might be like, awesome, I think, but like how practically does that play out? Like how practically does that work? And Jesus doesn't give us like an exact formula for what does, talk to me about what does this mean? But he does give us exact direction. Let me give you an example first. Um, Like oftentimes newly engaged couples who really want a successful marriage, they're reading books about marriage, they're asking people who are married, like what's the key to a successful marriage? Like how do I know that I'm going to have a rich, vibrant marriage? And most people that have been married for a long time are like, I could tell you a lot, and I could give you stories, I could give you examples, and it helped frame it a little bit, but really, like, you just got to love each other selflessly, and you just really got to serve the other person the way that you wish they were serving you, and there's a lot more that I could frame around that for you, but just, if you do that, you're not going to miss it, and a lot of times, engaged couples, like, yeah, but, like, give me a formula, or, like, how do you do it? And all that stuff helps, right? The same is true in our relationship with God and the practicality of how does this verse outwork itself? You know, you would tell a a married couple, hey, you just gotta love one another selflessly. You gotta serve one another selflessly. And it'll all work out. You'll you'll figure it out. There's so much parallel in our relationship with God because number one, it is a relationship, It's a relationship that we're talking about. And so God just simply says, seek me first. Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Just seek me first. Just like you tell a a young married couple, just love each other selflessly and serve one another. And you're going to figure it out. 
God tells us the same thing. Hey, just seek me first in everything. In everything that you think, in everything that you do, put me first. First thing you do when you wake up in the morning is pray and seek my face and read my word. First thing you do with your finances. First thing that you do with your schedule. First thing that you do within your relationships. First thing that you do in every area of life, seek me. And I will help you outwork this all. Amen. <clears throat> so those of you who are maybe new in your faith might be like, man, this 21 days of prayer and fasting seems a little intense, right? Or maybe you're new to your faith and you're like, I want to, I know I should read my Bible and I, I know I should pray every day, but I'm not sure I want to be like a Jesus freak. Like, can I not be so intense about it? Like, can I just, you know? But what if this scripture, Ephesians 3.20, is true? What if there is a whole bunch of good that God has for you and your family and your kids and the people that you love in your life? What if there is so much more that you could ask, think, or imagine that God has for you and you're missing out on it? What if there is literal land? What if there is blessing and wholeness and health and relationships and wisdom and direction and favor and clarity and all the things that you're desiring? What if there is that with your name on it in heaven? And you just got to start seeking God first to experience it, to know about it, and then to experience it. If that's the category you see yourself in, you're like, this is new to me, and man, 21 days sounds intense, and I'm not sure I want to go all in. I encourage you to hop on the bandwagon with this 21 days of prayer and fasting. I encourage you, we've got these workbooks that we're passing out, these uh, 21 days of prayer workbooks that we're passing out in person this weekend and next. We'll have the PDF available online also. What if you just said, you know what, I'm going to intentionally fast from something, I'm going to give up social media, or I'm going to give up sweets, or I'm going to give up lunch. And every day at work, whether you're at home or whether you're at the office, instead of eating lunch, I'm going to pray. I'm going to go through this prayer guide. I'm going to read all the scriptures. I'm going to genuinely reflect on the reflection question. I'm going to genuinely pray. I'm going to put on, you know, the church has a Spotify worship list. I'm going to pick a worship song and worship, and I'm just going to, I'm going to give it the 21-day challenge and just go after the Lord and see if he would not reveal something to me and see what he could do. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 10 says, but it's written, eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us. Through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. I love this scripture because a lot of times that's what the assumption is or that's what the world thinks. Like God's not going to tell you stuff. You're not going to pray and God's going to show you things. And the scripture saying, yeah, the world doesn't see or know or understand what God's doing, but you do. As we seek God first, it says, but God has revealed it to you by his spirit. What has he revealed to you? The things that God has prepared for you in your family. And then there's some of you this morning, whether in person or online, and you 
like you are a Jesus freak and you're proud about it. And you've been knowing the Lord and loving the Lord and delighting yourself in the Lord and trusting the Lord and he is the vine and you are the branch and you are all in like kingdom of God or bust. It's, he's everything to you. I wanna encourage you this morning as well. Scripture tells us that the um, <clears throat> Scripture tells us in, in Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Scripture says, this scripture mixed with the Ephesians 3 scripture tells us that if we are truly, if, we, if we're standing before the Lord and we say, yes, I am delighting in you, I am seeking you first, I, I'm all in God, my heart is yours, I don't want my will done, I want your will done. God's saying, if you're delighting in God, his desires have already been placed within you. It's already there. The desire and the vision is already there. And then based on Ephesians 3.20, the power to make that happen is already there also. I want to encourage you, if you've, been, if you've been following the Lord for a long time and you, your heart is committed to him, I want to encourage you this today, this month, this season of 21 days of prayer and fasting, would you revisit those desires of your heart? with the Ephesians 3.20 lens. You know, I, there's been so many times in my life that I've been in prayer and like, Lord, what is your will for this thing? And I don't want to miss it. And you, you just tell me what your will is, God, and I'll follow it. And he has so kindly responded to me and said, it's already within you. That thing that you're desiring, that desire the way that you would move forward, that's my desire because you delight in me and, and my desires have become your desires and you're just familiar with it, but really it originated from me. I want to encourage you, some of you in here this morning to ponder what has God already spoken to you? What is the desire, the deep, deep desire, God planted desire um, that's already been there, but maybe you haven't visited it in a while. I want to allow yourself, I want to encourage you to walk through the land, look up, walk through the land, ponder, consider, God, is this really from you? Pray about it. And, um, you know, the, de the desire of your heart with the Ephesians 3.20 lens is not the sale rack play it cool, set your expectation low so you don't get disappointed desire or vision. The Ephesians 3.20 vision is full-blown, unfiltered, deep down. God, if you could really do this, it would be amazing. But God, in your timeline and in your ways and in all that, I'm submitted to your timeline. I'm submitted to your ways but recognizing and leaning in fully to the exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask, think, or imagine. I'll end with this scripture. We shared it in the holiday at home video last Sunday. Habakkuk 2, one through two. Such a good posture of our heart as we go into this season of prayer. I will stand my watch. I will position myself to watch and see and hear what the Lord is saying. 
and I um, and myself on the rampart to watch to see what he, God, will say to me. I'm going to position myself to hear from God. I'm going to position myself. I'm going to put God in my calendar. I'm going to have a daily appointment with God. I'm going to sit in a place to hear from him and what he will answer to me when I am corrected. And then the Lord answered me and said, when we position ourselves, God always speaks. I'm going to position myself by removing the distractions and social media and whatever you're fasting. And then the Lord answered and said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets. I want to encourage you, if you're not in the habit of writing things down that the Lord has spoken to you, we would love, for, we would love and encourage you to start writing it down. We would love and encourage you to bring a notebook to church on Sunday mornings. And there's lots of different ways to do it. You don't have to follow verbatim all the things that I feel impressed by the Holy Spirit to speak. You can. I do that. But that, then I also, there's also times while I'm speaking and while I'm not speaking that the Holy Spirit will speak something to me that doesn't even really have anything to do with what is verbally being said. But it's by His Spirit. Write those things down too. As you're in this 21 days of prayer and fasting, write out your prayers. There's something powerful about writing down what God says. It means you take it seriously. Or maybe you're techie and you do it in your phone, but there's something powerful about writing it down. When we write down things God tells us during a message or during our prayer time, it's saying, God, I value what you're saying, and I don't want to forget it. Amen. Well, for the month of January, we're going to kind of switch up how we end services. Today's the first Sunday of the month, and usually at the beginning of service, we take communion together. If you're joining online, I encourage you to grab some juice or a cracker or something in person. <clears throat> if you didn't get one, you, you'll have time to get one in a minute. But for the month of January, we're going to close out every service, service with a response time. Jason will lead us in worship. Pastors Eric and I will, will be up here. If anyone just needs someone to pray with them in agreement, you've been praying about it on your own, and man, you just would love a touch point for someone to pray with you. We'll be up here all month at the end of service. All month we'll have communion available if you want to take communion during this time of response. And we just say, hey, as we close out in worship, and we, we've heard the word, but now we respond. Maybe you sit and you pray. Maybe this morning you sit and you pray and you write down the exceedingly abundantly. You write down the desire, the dream. Maybe you sit and you pray. Maybe you stand and worship. But whatever it is, it's a heart response to God. We'll pray for a moment here and then we'll go into a time of response of prayer and then Pastor Eric will be up to close us. Lord, we love you so much. Lord, you are God and we are not. You are able to do super abundantly, far above, immeasurably more, infinitely more, far above all that we could ask, think, or imagine. Expand our limited thinking. If it's something that we can do in our own abilities, then we need to dream a whole bunch bigger. And Lord, help us link in firmly to you at the start of this new year. You are the vine, we are the branches. Seeking you first submitted to your will and your way and being able to search our heart to see what you're, what you're placing in there. Lord, we love you. We consecrate this year. We set it apart for you. Your will be done. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. 
With all eyes closed and head bowed, we never like to end a service without giving an invitation to put your faith and trust in Jesus. Maybe for the first time, or maybe you want to rededicate your life. You want to start fresh this year and say, God, I haven't been putting you first, but I choose today to say you are my Lord now and forever. With all eyes closed and head bowed, if you're here this morning and God's been tugging on your heart and you haven't gone all in, like you can't honestly say you're delighting yourself in the Lord, but you want to. We're just going to say a simple prayer as a church family and with courage and boldness, I'd ask that if if you want to go all in with God, with all everyone's eyes are going to be closed, the Lord will know you're raising your hand. I'll know so I can pray with you as we all pray together. With all eyes closed and head bowed, if you're here this morning, you want to go all in, you want to delight yourself fully in the Lord, you want to be able to honestly say, God, I'm putting you first in all things. Would you raise your hand boldly before the Lord and say, God, I'm all in. You're my Lord. I'm following you all the days of my life. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, would you guys repeat after me? Say, Heavenly Father, I declare, Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my leader. I delight in you. I seek you first. And I follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To further connect with us at Alive, visit us at alivefamily.church. And remember, people matter and Jesus is alive.